When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Well, hello there, my friends, and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you're listening to another Headlines episode here on the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast. As of this recording, so as of Thursday afternoon, February 29th, there is a big fire happening in Texas. The Smokehouse Creek Fire in the Texas Panhandle, as of this moment, it is still raging. By the way, this fire has grown to become the largest wildfire in Texas history. As of now, it has burned over 1 million acres across the Panhandle so far. This, of course, is a developing story. We also, at this moment in time, have zombie fires burning in Canada. We'll get to that story in a moment. But because of these fires, I thought to myself, let's do a themed headlines episode and let's talk about air quality. So on today's show, I'm bringing you four stories that have to do with air pollution and resulting air quality. And now the full health effects of polluted air, they're still unknown, but studies have shown that exposure to those fine particles, those PM 2.5s in the air... That exposure is linked with heart attacks, heart failure, strokes, and children and the elderly and people with other diseases, diabetes, heart disease, respiratory diseases, they are particularly vulnerable to the adverse effects from polluted, dirty air. Researchers at Harvard University did publish a study that showed that higher numbers of coronavirus and COVID-19 cases and deaths were among people who were exposed to wildfire smoke. And out this week, a new study finds that air pollution is tied to signs of Alzheimer's in brain tissue. Now, those fine particulates, those PM 2.5s, yes, they can trigger short-term respiratory problems. And that's because the particulates are so small. They're just 2.5 microns or smaller in diameter. They enter the bloodstream after being inhaled. And according to this new study, published again just this week, people who inhale higher concentrations of these particulates, like from diesel exhaust or other traffic-related air pollutants, they are more likely to have signs of Alzheimer's disease in their brains. So researchers, they examined tissue from 224 donors in Atlanta's metropolitan area who, after they died, they donated their brains to research. And researchers found that people who were exposed to higher concentrations of these PM 2.5s at least one year before their death, were more likely to have higher levels of plaques, which are those abnormal clusters of protein fragments that build up between nerve cells. So they have higher levels of all of that, and that is a sign of Alzheimer's in brain tissue. 
Now, I'm sure you're wondering, well, what about the genetic component? Yes, more than half of the donors did have the APO gene. That's the strongest genetic risk factor for Alzheimer's disease. But for the donors that were not already genetically predisposed, researchers did find a stronger association between traffic-related air pollution and signs of Alzheimer's. Now, I need to say, of course, this study does not prove that air pollution causes Alzheimer's, but according to the study's lead author, the research suggests that, quote, environmental factors like air pollution could be a contributing factor to Alzheimer's disease, especially in patients in which the disease cannot be explained by genetics. Now, you might be wondering, well, what else has research found in this arena? Well, this study is just the latest in a growing body of research that shows a link between air pollution and cognitive decline. Research has found that exposure to traffic-related fine particulate matter is correlated with reduced cortical thickness and thinner gray matter in the brain. This may influence information processing and learning and memory. There's also mounting evidence that links exposure to air pollution with cognitive decline, yes, but also mood disorders and, again, Alzheimer's disease. And so I wanted to cover this story first and foremost today because we often tend to think about air pollution in terms of what it's doing to our lungs, right? But this study, this brand new study, highlights the need to think about what air pollution is doing to other parts of our bodies, in this case, our brains. We're moving on to the Supreme Court. Before we talk about the United States Supreme Court, let's talk about the good neighbor rule first. Last March, March 2023, the Biden administration announced tougher limits on smog-forming pollutants from power plants and other industrial facilities. These tougher limits reduced air pollution in downwind communities, and specifically the rule placed tighter restraints on air pollution from 23 states that benefit economically from coal and natural gas power plants. And so then these power plants are releasing pollution that drifts across state lines where it's affecting millions of people and they can't control it. Enter the good neighbor rule. It is an interstate air pollution regulation that kind of sort of pits Rust Belt and Appalachian states against East Coast states, because the East Coast states are especially vulnerable to pollution that's blown in by our nation's west to east winds, right? The good neighbor rule specifically targeted nitrogen oxide pollution, which of course is that major component of ground level ozone, aka smog. And it has been found to worsen asthma, chronic bronchitis. At the announcement of these tougher standards last year, it was estimated by the EPA that the good neighbor rule could prevent as many as 1,300 premature deaths. Well, now let's talk about that Supreme Court. As of last week, it seemed as though the United States Supreme Court is poised to halt the EPA's good neighbor rule. This is not official yet, but if the Supreme Court does step in and halt the rule, it will, of course, be a big blow to environmentalists who are arguing that the good neighbor rule is necessary to protect people, especially children and the elderly, from smog that damages lungs. Now, three states, Ohio, Indiana, and West Virginia, as well as various industry groups, asked 
the Supreme Court to put the EPA plans on hold while they're working to defeat these rules in lower courts. This is, of course, a very unusual move to take on this case. And the justices went even further than that. They agreed not only to decide whether to suspend the EPA regulation, but also to consider whether it's reasonable before a lower court has ruled on that question. Interesting. The conservative justices seem to be suggesting that the EPA didn't give industries and polluting states an explanation of how the pollution reduction requirements would work if not all the covered states had to comply. And they seem to be taking issue with the reasonableness of the EPA's technical, scientific, and economic judgments. Now, of course, supporters of the good neighbor rule say there would be real health consequences from even a temporary halt in this regulation. So the case, by the way, it is Ohio versus EPA. Keep your ear out for more information on that. We're going to take our sponsor break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss those zombie fires that are burning in Canada. And we're also going to talk about the best air quality apps that you need right now. I'll see you in a minute. Hello, Sustainable Minimalist listeners. Are you committed to living a greener and simpler life? Well, meet Home Threads, your ally in more sustainable and minimalist home decor. As the total destination for decor and furniture, Home Threads helps you define your minimalist lifestyle while respecting the planet. Discover their exclusive Haven collection. They use many sustainable materials without compromising on style. And here's the best part. Home Threads always has the best value. It was time. After nine years of living in our home, it was time to replace our outdoor furniture. And my husband and I, we went to Home Threads. We have a Home Threads patio umbrella and a new bench. And oh my goodness, we are so in love Create a home that reflects your commitment to the environment. Visit homethreads.com slash sustainable and get a code for 15% off your first order. Homethreads.com slash sustainable. Love where you live. So many of us have chaotic closets that are crammed full of clothing items and yet somehow we still have nothing to wear. Well, upgrading to high quality and affordable pieces from Quince when you need them is a game changer. They offer organic cotton sweaters and washable silk tops. My 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters are my go-to. Not only are they affordable, but the quality is top-notch They wear better than the cashmere sweaters that are double their price. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash sustainable podcast for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash sustainable podcast to get free shipping and 365 day returns. One more time, quince.com slash sustainable podcast. And we're back. Before the break, we discussed new research linking fine particulate matter to Alzheimer's disease. And we also discussed the Supreme Court stepping in to potentially halt the good neighbor rule. 
Now we're talking about zombie fires. Before we talk about zombie fires, let's talk about last summer, shall we? Last summer in Canada. Canada had an extraordinary wildfire season. You may remember the plumes of smoke that very likely descended over your home is it descended over my home last summer, especially if you live in the Midwest or the East Coast. Remember the horrible air quality we had because of those fires burning way far away up north in Canada? Yep, that was Canada's wildfire season last year. That wildfire season in Canada did shatter records for the amount of Canadian forest burns, The roughly 45 million acres that burned is more than twice as much as the previous record in any year dating back to 1983. According to the Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Center, more than 150 fires are still burning as of this moment in time across British Columbia and Alberta. Yes, that's right. 150 fires are still burning. They're burning underground. In some cases, they're burning under snow. And they're called zombie fires because they just won't die. They are staying alive by burning through peat. Peat is carbon rich. And when peat burns, peat releases more and more carbon into the air. Now, hot spots like these are normal, right? But what's not normal is how many of them are still burning in Canada. While, yes, the vast majority of these zombie fires are deemed under control, by Canadian authorities. Experts do worry that these fires are ready and willing to spread when spring comes, when winds pick back up. And so to my Canadian listeners, please know that according to the Canadian Federal Emergency Preparedness Minister, early reporting suggests that this year's wildfire season could be, very likely maybe, worse than last year's. Now, before we say goodbye today, let's talk very quickly about air quality apps. You might be wondering to yourself, well, how is air quality measured? Air quality is measured using a 500-point scale. It's called the U.S. Air Quality Index, also shortened as AQI. AQI. Numbers 0 to 50 are considered good air quality. 51 to 100 is considered moderate, and any number over 100 is considered unhealthy for sensitive groups like children, like elderly, like people with pre-existing conditions. If your air quality is above 200, it is recommended that sensitive groups stay inside. So there are a couple apps that are out there that you may want to pay attention to. The first for all of us is the EPA's Air Now app. You can check your air quality at a glance. You can get your AQI quite easily. It will tell you to limit your outdoor activity or stay indoors. And if you travel frequently, you can add additional locations on the Places tab. My favorite part of the EPA's Air Now app is the Smoke tab. It's the best place for quick information on wildfires, especially if you live in a wildfire-prone area. Now, one other quick app for you is, and this is specifically for my allergy sufferers, it's the Brizo Meter app. It rates the amount of pollen from tree sources, so trees, weeds, and grass, on a one to five scale. You can just tap the flower icon at the bottom, and you can view the three-day pollen forecast for your area. And let me just say, too, if you have a smartphone and it is updated, know that the air quality updates on the weather app, they're likely quite accurate. 
iPhones, you know, you can just scroll down past the weather forecast and you'll see the air quality for your area. Recent Samsung smartphones do also list the AQI and their pre-installed weather apps as well. So I kept it around 15 minutes today. I'm so proud of myself. We'll be back on Tuesday where we're discussing soil health, regenerative agriculture. I will see you then. Have an amazing weekend as always. Reach out if you need me. Rate the show if you like it. Thank you so much. And I'll see you Tuesday.